0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 57 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas, Texas. Since I started this podcast almost one year ago, I am now in the mindset that every encounter I have, every activity I do, every conversation I have, I'm constantly thinking of what the next topic is going to be for this podcast. Obviously, my passion is the outdoors and getting more people into it. Um, heavily involved in the hunting and shooting and trapping side of things. So obviously I'm biased and I want to get more people involved in those types of outdoor activities. But something happened last week that kind of sealed the deal that, yep, this is going to definitely be my next conversation, especially being a female in this outdoor world. So growing up, I was always interested in the outdoors and couldn't wait to be able to explore the different opportunities and avenues of getting getting more hands-on and elbow deep into um, learning more about hunting, fishing, trapping, and all that fun stuff. So when I went away to college, um, I was in the wildlife program and at the time, um, there really wasn't that many women who were involved in those hard sciences, those, you know, the biology, the, the zoology, the wildlife management, uh, traditionally those are male dominated activities and, you know, more and more women were getting more and more involved. So always through college, you know, the experiences were when I was taking classes or when I was doing field work or lab work, you know, I was definitely in the minority because there just wasn't that much interest back in the day um, of being female in the outdoors. Um, even so much as my major professor in grad school I was in the College of Agriculture in my university where I went at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. So in the College of Ag, historically, there were no women, period the end. So I happened to be the very first grad student of the very first hired female graduate professor. And so that was an experience all in itself, you know, kind of trailblazing my way through in that historically male-heavy male, male heavy field. Um, it was awesome, you know, because being female, I just always felt taken care of. Not that I sought that kind of attention or anything like that, but when you are surrounded by a group and now all of a sudden you're kind of new into that field, um, you get noticed. And time that I would go to do a presentation and, and my professor was really big on submitting any kind of a project she was working on or an idea that she had. She was amazing and I credit so much of of my public speaking abilities today to the experience I had in grad school because she was always submitting our name at some conference somewhere in the United States. We traveled, it seemed every weekend, we were going somewhere to South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Missouri. We were going somewhere in the Southeast, um, going to some kind of a conference in the outdoors and the wildlife profession, And we were submitting abstracts and papers on research that she was doing. And if nothing else, that really built my confidence in getting up in front of people and doing what is the number one fear in America, and that's public speaking. So I will never forget the experience that I had, and I'm, I'm giving you this little backfill information to get to the point that I'm making why I'm doing this particular podcast today. So this is a little bit of background flashback. So I will never forget the way I felt when I was um, selected to do a presentation on some research that my professor was working on. And it happened to be the statewide conference of the Wildlife Society and the American Fisheries Society. They were having a joint conference. Well, many years ago, so like twenty-ish, I'll say-ish, twenty-ish um, years ago, when I was getting ready to do this presentation, we all caravan to the conference. And the evening before my presentation, we were at the facility at the convention center and and we had the opportunity to go around and listen to some of the breakout sessions that were currently going on and in my mind i was wondering what the heck am i going to wear you know what am i going to what am i going to do how am i going to dress you know what am i going to look like when i'm standing up in front on a podium with my presentation behind me with you know a couple hundred people in the audience of this general session What am I going to wear? So I was looking around the room and this was a pretty big banquet sized room and everybody was kind of mixing and mingling and, and getting ready for their presentations. And I literally counted seven women, not including me and my professor. So there were seven women in about a room of 300 or so men. These guys were all wildlife professionals, wildlife biologists, field workers, you know, agriculture, fisheries, that whole science and biology segment um, that's been traditionally male-dominated. No big deal, you know, and of course, when I saw that, I took it as, you know, I took it as an opportunity to really get up in front of the group and show what? my passion of having that wildlife background and pursuing my dreams of working in the wildlife field you know i had the opportunity to kind of command the room and and take notice so the next day you know i found out my appropriate outfit and you know i dressed up and i went in front of the room and i did my presentation and back then it was almost like you had to and i hate to say prove yourself because I just, I just don't like that mindset, but that's kind of the way it was where you were looked at and sized up and down. Okay. If if I'm going to listen to you, do you really know what you're talking about? And I have never, ever been of the mindset, you know, anything a guy can do, I can do better or, you know, I am woman, hear me roar. I don't do that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Mentality. I don't like that aura that some of those types of people emit. Um, this is what I know. This is what I love. If you want to hear me, awesome. If you don't walk away, you know, I, that's just kind of my mindset. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't bother me. I'm not intimidated or challenged by, you know, having. That kind of an audience. But what my point was, you know, after I gave my presentation, and obviously, it was part of my research as well. So I I knew my subject matter, I knew what I was talking about. And I was confident. And after that presentation, I was approached by so many of the professionals in the field that I wanted to pursue that came up to me and were very interested, you know, wow, that was a great presentation. You know, how did you get involved? How did you get interested? They were very interested and almost respecting the fact that I wasn't intimidated by their presence, nor did I come off being, you know, I am woman, you know, get out of my way kind of a mentality. I, that wasn't how I admitted myself at all. So it was that experience. And I guess at that moment that I realized that it's okay to still be a lady when you're in the outdoor type profession or the field work or, you know, getting your hands dirty, skinning a deer or, you know, field dressing a hog or whatever you're doing outdoors, whatever your passion is, it's still okay to be a lady, act like a lady and be treated like a lady. So that's kind of the the um, response that I received was all the guys in the room, you know they they were nice and they carried my computer and they asked if they could help and you know and I don't find anything wrong with that I, I almost I I almost expect that in a way not to sound arrogant but I still like the door being opened for me you know I still like. For, you know, somebody to let me step ahead of them. You know, it's it's just that whole chivalry. I I love it. I think it's especially down here in the south, it's it's huge. And it seems like the further south and the further deep rooted you go, the stronger that respect and that that chivalry goes and the way that men treat women and ladies. And that's the way that. I am raising my own boys is you will treat a a girl, a lady with respect. You will hold the car door open and you will hold, um, you know, the, the grocery store, the restaurant or wherever you're at, you know, you will step out of the way and and you say, excuse me, ma'am, or after you, ma'am, or whatever that, that may be. But that's, that's important to me that boys still show that respect and men still show that respect to women. Um, And so that's kind of shaped moving forward in the profession, you know, my professional work, you know, I am still kind of in a male dominated world of hunting and shooting, and that's okay. That doesn't intimidate me. That doesn't bother me. I'm not here to prove myself to anybody. You're, you know, if you want to interact and be involved with some of the things that I do you know, you can either do it or, or not. It doesn't bother me either way. Um, but the point is, you know, I still love feeling like a girl and acting like a lady, even when I'm playing outdoors. So that's kind of my, my background flashback history leading up to, to where I am today. So no matter what it is that I'm doing, if I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get ready to, um, put on my waders and freeze my tail feathers off because I'm fixing to go on a duck hunt, I am still going to put my makeup on. I am still going to somewhat fix my hair and put deodorant on and put my perfume on if it's not a scent, um, Specific activity like deer hunting, but something like ducks. You know, I want to smell good. I want to smell good when I'm sitting in the blind, when I'm sitting next to whoever I'm sitting next to. But I feel good about myself when I have a little bit of makeup on and when my hair is put up a little, you know, fixed up a little bit. And so that goes with me everywhere I go. Um, We did for Boy Scouts um, several years ago, when my older boys were a little bit younger, we took a five-day trip into the mountains of West Texas, the Davis Mountains, and we took a week-long cavalcade. So that's a horseback ride through the mountains of West Texas. It was the most Awesome experience, the best trip I think I've ever been on in Boy Scouts. That I definitely want to do it again someday. But so basically, I I say that because all we could carry with us on that trip was enough to fit into a saddlebag. And a saddlebag that goes on your horse, if you're not familiar, there's usually two, one that goes on either side, and it's about the size of a sheet of paper, so like an eight and a half by 11 size. And it's not very wide, it's not very deep, it's not very thick. Um, One of your saddlebags had to be your rain gear and your water bottle, your Nalgene refillable water bottle. Your other saddlebag, it could be anything else you wanted, anything comfortable, personal gear, anything like that. So that's not really much space. So in my personal saddlebag, what went with me, my toothbrush and toothpaste a little bag of makeup, and my razor. Because another part of me feeling like a lady is I shave my legs every single day. So there's my secret. Um, There is not a trip I go on, a camp that I'm on that I don't shave my legs because that is one of my pet peeves um, on me as far as hygiene goes is I I like to shave my legs every day. So on my saddlebag, I had my razor, my makeup bag, my toothbrush, toothpaste, um, and a couple other things. But my point is, even in the middle of nowhere, in the mountains, with a bunch of people that I know, and I see every week at our um, weekly meetings for Boy Scouts, even that environment, I still want to look like and feel like a lady. So I've been on trips where, you know, we're camping, we're tent camping, and we're in some primitive areas with no water. You know, we have to bring in our own water. Well, guess what's in my day bag? I've got my makeup and I've got my deodorant, my hygiene items, but I still want to um, feel good when I'm out doing those activities. So all of that said, um, what brought me to this conversation today is I had an event that I worked and it was one of the activities that we do as a fundraiser for our hunting crew for scouts that we started. And one of the things that we do is we work with a a hunting dog retriever club And twice a year, they have a hunting test for their dogs. And what it's doing is it's keeping the dogs in shape, and it's keeping the dogs active and um, ready to go hunting the following season. And so most of these dogs are are duck hunters, They're, they're waterfowl dogs. And so they run a test where our job as the bird techs is we load a freshly gassed duck into a slingshot, for lack of better words, it's called a winger, and whatever the call is that forces us to launch the bird, whether it's the the handler of the dog when it's their turn, they might blow a duck call, or they might load dummy rounds into a firearm and shoot off a blank. Whatever sound is that we hear, we launch that bird into the air and then generally on land or on water. And the dog is told by his handler to go retrieve. And so the whole point is the the dogs have to mark where the birds land. If there might be three, four, five, or even six different ducks that are launched, that dog, depending on that dog's skill level and level of training, They watch those birds hit the ground or hit the water and they remember. And when the handler tells that dog to go, um, the dog listens to the handler and retrieves all those birds. So it's a really cool event that we do and, and that we get to watch these working dogs. But even at something like that, where you're wet, you're cold, you're hot, you're muddy, you know, you're handling, you know, dead ducks, whatever it is, you know, I still have my makeup on, I still have my hair fixed, you know, in full camo, but I'm still feeling like a lady even doing those activities. But I guess what really struck a chord is um, during one of the reloads when we were, you know, refilling our bucket of ducks to get ready to work the next round of dogs, um, I went over to where the workers were getting things ready. And I had a big old five gallon bucket. I mean, it was it was heavy, right? It was just full of of ducks. And one of the workers looked at me and he's like, Oh, I got it. I got it. You know, and without even missing a beat, you know, he grabbed it out of my hand and he carried it all the way back to my blind where I was working out of, you know, he's like, Oh, I got it. I got it. You don't have to carry that. You know, he wasn't doing that to the guys, but he was doing that to the gals. And that was awesome. And I thought, you know, that's what I'm talking about. I can still do these activities like the best of them. You know, I can get dirty and, you know, I can, I can do things that traditionally women don't do, but it still is awesome when somebody treats you like a lady Um, he took that bucket out of my hand. He's like, I got it, ma'am. Don't worry about it. So he carried that bucket of ducks all the way for me. And, you know, he got me set up back in my blind. He goes, are you good? You know, can I bring you some water? Can I bring you some chips or whatever we were doing? I said, no, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. So it's being taken care of, you know, there's many other people that I know that would have snatched that bucket right back out of his hand and goes, nope, I got it. I got it. I can do it myself. I'm not like that you know i think that it's okay to be taken care of it's okay to surround yourself by people who are going to show you that respect the same goes for any other outdoor activity that i find myself doing whether it's on my own or with my own kids and my own family with friends you know i can shoot a gun i can clean a gun do i like to not so much the cleaning part Is it important that you do every single time you handle it? Absolutely. Can I do it? Absolutely. But why if I have somebody like my husband or one of my boys when they're there and they offer to do it for me? I'm going to say, absolutely, I will buy you a Whataburger. Thank you so much for cleaning my gun. You know, so if somebody is willing to do it for you, I'm not going to fight them to do it. Absolutely. Can I skin and field dress a deer? You betcha. But again, you know, if I've got somebody there, you know, if one of my kids or another adult or another man is saying, you know, I'll do that for you. Okay, thank you. You know, and I don't mind one bit turning over the reins and, and letting somebody else take the lead on any activity like that. So it's not that I am weak or, you know, I know some of my work friends call me call me a princess and that's okay, um, but it's not that I can't do those activities or do can't do those chores, but I surround myself with people that show me respect and that are fun to be around and don't think twice about stepping in and doing whatever that activity is for me um, to help me out or anything like that. I I consider myself a servant leader, which means I'm just as happy to get in there and do it right alongside you. But if somebody's gonna take the opportunity to do it for me, I'm not going to turn you down either. So I guess all that said, and and that really resonated when when that gentleman um, took that bucket of ducks out of my hand, was you know I guess the first thing that flashed into my my head when he did that was you know that was that was really really nice, and you know that man has respect. He has manners. You know he he knows how to treat a lady. He took care of me. You know the other women that were in our group that you know he they took care of them. You know, the guys were just pretty much on their own. You know, there's the bucket, carry it yourself. Um, But for the most part, I've noticed that, you know, when I'm on an event or any kind of an outdoor setting, whether we're trapping or hunting or fishing, you know, generally when there are guys present and guys that have been raised right and know how to take care of a lady, um, generally they kind of step in and they offer their help. Now there is a fine line. I'll say this. There's a fine line between somebody stepping in to, to treat you, treat you well and to help you. than somebody stepping in and pushing you out of the way and doing it for you because they know better. There's a fine line and you need to recognize the difference because I've also been in those environments where I've kind of been bumped out of the way because I'm not doing it the way I should be doing it. And that's, that's not cool. But anyway, I don't, I don't, um, I don't, uh, get in your face and, you know, look at me, look at me. I'm a girl. I can do this too. I don't do that. I don't like that attitude. Um, if I want your respect, I'm going to have to earn it. And I think that goes beyond, you know, beyond the outdoor boundaries. It's pretty much anything that we do is you really have to show people respect for them to earn your respect. And that goes across the line with anything, you know, again, raising my my boys, you know, I want them to grow up being good men, good citizens, and I really want them to go that extra step and go out of their way to take care of a lady, go out of their way to open that car door to, you know, if you're with a group of friends and there's girls present, you know, buy their dinner, buy their sandwich, you know, buy them a Coke, whatever it is, you know, go out of your way to show that extra respect because that will go a long way in life. If you take care of people and if you show each other respect and you earn people's respect. Um, it's going to take you far in life. Just a few pleases and thank yous and sirs and ma'ams. It goes a long way, especially when it comes out of the mouth of a young person. Sometimes we let things get too far and we're too sensitive or things offend us. And, you know, sometimes you just have to buck up and, and stop being such a snowflake. Sometimes, you know, like I tell my kids, you know, if that offends you, really, you know, you know who you are. You're a good person. You give respect, in turn, you're going to receive respect. And so, you can't have such thin skin. You've really got to sometimes um, not let things offend you. And where I take that, you know, sometimes when, especially being a female in in this. Typically male dominated world of hunting in the outdoors. Now I will say this, many, many, many more women are getting involved in hunting in the outdoors and shooting sports and things like that. So that's been a huge um, success over my adult career and, you know, 20 plus years in the outdoors. Um, I think it's great seeing more and more women. What I mean by don't let so many things offend you. If you are trained and knowledgeable and feel very confident in whatever skill set that you have and somebody makes a comment that, you know, well, you can't do that because you're a girl or, you know, that that gun's too big for you or you can't handle this or anything like that, you know, my response is, okay, all right, thanks. I appreciate your input. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't offend me. It doesn't get to me. Um, because I know my comfort level, I know what I can and can't do, and I know my limitations. That's why I surround myself with people. If I'm not comfortable in a certain area, I'll surround myself with people I know who are. That way, if I do need help or assistance, I know I can always reach out and ask that person or whomever is with me on a little bit of additional help in doing whatever task that may be. But i try really hard and it it truly doesn't offend me when somebody will look at me sideways and go, well, you can't do that because you're a girl. Okay, cool. But you know what? In my mind, I know I can, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of trying to prove it to you either. So there's a lot of people that I've worked with or that I've known growing up that they are going to make it a point by God if they are told they can't do something, they're gonna do everything in their power to prove that they can and they will and they're gonna do it better than you. Um, a lot of times women don't like that attitude and there's a lot of guys that don't like that either. So that said, you know, just it's all about respect and it's all about the way that you like to be treated when you're in the outdoors, when you're, you know in a situ- certain situations. But I know for me, and personally speaking from me, I like to feel like a lady, I like to act like a lady, and I like to be treated like a lady in in a lot of different situations, especially crossing over into the outdoors. And I guess it never really struck me that that's the way it is with me until that gentleman, you know, took that bucket of ducks out of my hand and and says, oh, I've got it. I'll carry it for you, ma'am. You know? awesome. You know, I'm going to appreciate that. And and that meant a lot that, you know, he helped me out. So all that said, I just hope that you're very confident and you're very proud of all of your achievements, whatever you do, whatever activities that you're part of, and do whatever makes you feel good and makes you feel more strong and confident to show other people that they'll respect you in in their own way because of the awesomeness that you emit, so there is no better classroom than the outdoors roaming the woods and waters and creating memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you've heard another North American outdoors podcast. For more information, visit northamericanoutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.